First, let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. You owe it to your dog to do the best to make sure that he's happy and healthy through his life or her life. It's a responsibility that comes with the privilege of having man's best friend next to you. Naturopathic doctor Dennis Black created uh, the answer for the problem with our dogs. Our dogs were healthier, actually, when they were eating scraps off the plate um, than they are now. Some of the, especially kibble food, is dead food. It's not good. And it doesn't have all the vitamins, minerals, the probiotics, the antioxidants, anything that's alive, that's healthy, your dog needs. They're not getting it. Rough Greens is a supplement you put on top of the dog's food, and it is uh, quite remarkable. It is Rough Greens, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right. Reopening. Next. sick freak we're gonna take a break from the usual you know the usual we're all gonna die that stuff we're gonna stop for just a minute and tell you about a uh, a premiere of a movie on blaze tv tonight it is a mockumentary if you are a fan a fan of any christopher guest uh movie you are going to love this if you've never seen a mockumentary watch it with an old person who really won't get it because they'll be very confused. It is hysterical. We're going to tell you all about it in 60 seconds. Nothing better than uh, sitting in wall-to-wall traffic on your way to work and then your check engine light goes off. How much is it going to cost to repair your car? When your car, I swear they rig it this way. The other people at General Motors, they know. Let's make everything work until the warranty goes out. And that's how they get you. I have a couple of trucks uh, at the farm that we use just to haul, sometimes manure. So I don't really care about these trucks at all. I just want them to drive. Uh, And one of them went down and it was like a $7,000 repair. And I looked at the guy, the mechanic, and I'm like, why didn't you call me first? The truck is worth like $10. And uh, he said, oh, I'm sorry. I called CarShield. It's all worked out. And I'm all I could think of is I better get out of here before they figure out that there was something wrong, that that, that was, it wasn't supposed to be that. I was just like, good. Thank you very much. I'm on my way. CarShield saved thousands of dollars for me. Can do the same for you. Get coverage like I have with CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. It is CarShield.com slash Beck. Reopening is a mockumentary about reopening a small theater in a small town uh, 
at the end of COVID. Now, we next week, we are at the official end of COVID. Uh, the 15 days only lasted like 1,500 days. Um, but it was close. It had a one and a five in it, so we're good. Um, the things that we went through are insane, just insane. And they have taken all of the most insane things that all of us went through and made a mockumentary. And here's a couple of clips from it. So legend has it that there are ghosts in our theater. Any person that has come to see a show and then leaves and then dies becomes a ghost. Now, they can always listen to your feet tapping and that's where the park is. <laughs> oh, My name is Roger Bastion. I wear many hats. I am a theater director. Okay, everyone, listen up. Today's gonna be a big day. I am a theater owner. This would be very off-putting for an audience member. They may feel that they're in a crack house. I'm a crowd pleaser. <laughs> Why are there cameras here? They are filming a documentary. Well, it's, it's a huge Hollywood film, and they're gonna be watching us reopen the theater. You just said documentary. Don't start with me today! Okay. <laughs> We're gonna clean up. We're gonna disinfect. We're gonna reopen. <laughs> the most accurate form of coronavirus testing is anal swab. Anal swab, like your what? anal area or anal? What goes, what goes in the anal? Oh my God, what time is it, Roger? It's 11.32 AM. Guess what, you've won the lottery. No, I'm kidding, you've won something better, a role in my show. <laughs> it might be off-putting and scare an audience if they think that you're scared. My line's coming up. <laughs> the water's moving. <laughs> We're gonna reopen. Stop saying anal! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you will laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, Kelsey Cook uh, is one of the stars. She plays uh, Penny. And Chris Guerra is uh, the, I, I think you're the director. You're the co-director. Co-director. Co actor. Theater owner. Yeah, the, the co-editor. <laughs> you're hysterical. <laughs> Just <you>. hysterical. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan. I mean, it. It uh, there's, there's really two movies that I judge people on. If you don't like... The Princess Bride, and that's a pretty low hurdle. If you don't like The Princess Bride, we cannot be friends. If you don't like uh, Christopher Guest films, we'll never be good no. friends. Okay? No. Um, this just screams Christopher Guest. Yeah. They do it all improv. How do you do this? Um, same thing. I mean, we wrote a very strong outline scene by scene. We wrote uh, very detailed character descriptions because characters they, are most important. And do they develop them on their own and then come to the table with a character? No, we set who the characters were and then filmed them for an hour and a half each, interviewing them and let them develop before we even started shooting. Oh, wow. Okay. And then those characters, when they all came together... They had this long history of who they were and how they interact with people. So, And then they also changed as we went along. Sometimes oh, yeah. it was availability. Sometimes it was just relationships changed because of the stories that we just improved on the spot. 
um, my character, Penny, we had a really hard time figuring out her story. <laughs> and I actually did not like her at first. I was really bored with her. And we all co-wrote it with Math- Matthew Coppin. And um, we uh, we just had a hard time figuring her out and how she was going to come out. We, we had an idea of what she wanted to do at the end, but couldn't figure it out. And um, through the six months it took us to make this film um, and actors availabilities changing she had her shining moment and it just yeah. all came together the uh, there was one who was on skype the whole time yep yes. uh <laughs> representing that person that just doesn't want to come in i would yeah. imagine uh, yep. uh, was that real or not yeah we had many uh hurdles to overcome based mm-hmm. on on people's uh comfort level at the time we all different and yeah. we didn't know what we were doing we were figuring it out as we went and so we accommodated everybody based on their comfort levels and that was uh, a real thing that we all encountered zoom right yeah, and the yeah, struggles yeah. with zoom yeah. every piece where the zoom pops out and it cuts out is real it actually she was live and the timing was just incredible it was, it was just perfect yeah. it's just perfect it was the one take we're yeah. like we're keeping because it's like because it's it's real yeah i mean <laughs> it, 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 everything you did we all met people like this. We all uh, went through things like this. And and then you just took it to the next level. When, at what point, because I think we were, before it was all politicized. Yes. We were all alike. And I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, uh, except for Fauci, at the very <laughs> yeah. beginning. The very beginning, I think everybody was just, we yeah. didn't know what was coming. Everybody was just doing their best. At what point did you look at each other and go, okay, okay, this is just a comedy show? You know what? It, it's interesting. When, when it started out, there's a line in the film that just says, we're just trying to figure it out. The CDC guy says this. But in the beginning stages, like vaccines hadn't come out yet. Nothing really. I mean, we were just literally on set going, okay, let's make this work. We want to create, right? We want to perform so bad. We've been sitting at home. This, mm-hmm. this can't happen. We need to let an outlet, right? I think halfway through the 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 project, right, is when it started to get more crazy. This is a little ridiculous. Right. And again, though, every shoot day, we were very careful. We're like, okay, how do we do a mockumentary and not mock co- people dying? Yes, right. Yeah. So, oh, I think you did a great stuff. job. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It oh, was, when the inspector, <laughs> <laughs> the anal swab thing is. I mean. I watched it. Then I said, honey, you got to come and see this. And she sat down. She watched it. And then my son walked in and, and I'm like, you got to watch this. The whole family watched this. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, that's fun. It, uh, the whole family. And I don't know very many films where you can get the teenagers and the parents sitting down and all laughing. I love that. At the well, same. We, we've that. said, too, you know, when the kids go to sleep, we watch our movies. Yes. During the day, the kids watch their movies. Right. And I hate that. I do, yeah. too. I want that to come back where when we watch a kid's movie with our kids and they laugh and they see us laugh, mm-hmm. they, they watch us. Yes. And then it becomes this, then it's they really want to talk about the film afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. We, we want to bring that back where yeah. families but, can watch films together. It, it is such a missing, and it has gotten worse and worse and worse to where... You know, it's so gratuitous at yeah. times. It's like, it's not necessary. Why do you do that? And I think comedy is, is therapy too. Comedy, oh, is, yeah. comedy is from the beginning, we wanted to do comedy. But we, we say we do comedy with heart. We want it to show hope and joy in the middle of something that was so chaotic and so unsure. We didn't know what we were doing, but we found hope. 
I think that is the secret to Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Every yeah. single thing he does. Um, I know what was the one where he played the handicap guy in the. It's oh, all uh, 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 Kevin or something like extras, that. No, uh, no, no. Uh, he played a handicap guy in a nursing home, uh, and you're watching it, and yeah. and it's parts of it are just completely outrageous, and it's so funny. But over the whole arc of the show, it just screams heart and yeah. it ties up at the end where you're like, oh, my gosh, that's sweet. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. No. Well, let's let's not be let's laugh at stuff. But then if you get to enjoy the character's experience in it and then you get to kind of peek in on what their life is like, then you, there's heart in that. There's hope in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we're not, and it's we're relatable. initially laughing at the insanity, right? Yes. But of the, even the wheelchair thing. Right. But yeah. then you get to know who he is and you're like, Oh, this guy is a sweet guy. Yeah. Like he's, and he's it's, really, <laughs> it's really, uh, I mean, especially now this, I think would make anybody laugh, even not Fauci. But pretty much everybody else would laugh at this. It's not political. It's just the funny look at what we went. And I think we can laugh now. Yes. Yeah. And I think we, what we say is it just holds a mirror up to what was happening. It's just literally I remember does. being you know, up at night scrolling social media and seeing the anal swab thing happening and just literally telling <laughs> did Chris. The, did you guys know? Did, who knew about that? I found it on the news. And but I said, I know. we're literally I mean, putting who, it. Who on the staff when you were oh. shooting that? We didn't, didn't. We didn't tell them until we didn't tell them until right we before we shot it. Just did it because well, I wanted to get real. If you watch the other camera angle, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 it's just them going. Oh, they're so. Oh, I they're just holding, holding in, back just laughter. shaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god, believe <laughs> and their reaction to it. If that was all just spontaneous reaction, yeah. What ain't what part anal? What I mean, it was uh-huh. just, just so. So good. It's the so beauty good. too of just how talented those performers are. How yeah. many times do you have to reshoot because you break each other up? Oh man! I there mean, is so much footage. There's, <laughs> there's, there's an eight-hour movie. We'll um, have lots of bloopers to share. There's I'm sure. tons of extra scenes too. We we had to do maybe two to three takes, and yeah, we would break sometimes. But we just told people like never, never go. Oh shoot, I messed up. No, just stop. Pull it back together and keep going so we can somehow cut around it. Otherwise, yeah. that just would have been. I mean, we were always breaking up. Even our the our co-director and DP who was filming, he had a mask on because we were required to at the time. And uh, I did air quotes. <laughs> and um, he said, I'm glad I had a mask on because then they couldn't see me laughing yeah. for oh. eight hours a day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know how you kept a straight face. Yeah. It's it's just great. And that just kept rolling. It uh, <laughs> it premieres tonight. And I have to say, I, I don't know your political stance. I don't want to know your political stance. I'd like to go back to an era where nobody knows <laughs> anybody's political stance. And even if we disagree with each other, we still like each other. Yes. yes. I know in today's world, it. if you don't know this yet, you will. <laughs> it comes at a price to even be on my program yeah. in your business. Uh, and I thank you for being brave enough to, and again, I don't know your political stance at all. Thank you for being brave enough to try to bring comedy back on, in a way that everybody can laugh. Well, what I, we, we want to bridge the gap. We do. Like, why does it have to be a left wing or right wing or political film? Why can't we just all laugh? When we did a cast and crew screening, we had tons of people come. And I'm going to say we were in Hollywood. So 98% were probably Democrats. Watching the film, they came out and loved it. There was no, 
were you mocking? Were you doing this? No. There's none of that. They just yeah. said, and wow, fact, I got to laugh. Yeah. At just yeah. a crazy time They actually in thanked us. They said, thank you for giving us permission to laugh again. Right. And I, I will tell you, I think conservatives will watch that and they will walk out and you would expect them to go, right? You <laughs> gave it to them. Because, I mean, everything that was crazy, you guys pointed out was crazy. <laughs> But it's not political. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, that's crazy. And let's get back to that. Yeah. Where we can watch a comedy yeah. and yeah. not think, what's the agenda? Right. Yeah. No, we laughed and, and loved it comedy. It's everything now. And I think yeah. that's very everything. American. Yeah. It's what? Very American. <laughs> to, just to, to, to be able to create something from nothing yeah. and for everyone to enjoy it. Yes. yes. And you know what? Uh, the reason why comedy does so well here in America, I think, or has in the past is because dictators hate comedy. Comedy changes the world. Yep. Lenny Bruce changed everything. There's a reason these people are arrested uh, in times when they're somebody's got a chokehold on them. Yeah, it, it, comedy is important so our society mm-hmm. can move forward. I I get messaged all the time. I do a lot of social media and TikToks and all that stuff. And I get messages all the time saying, hey, I was in the hospital, watched your video and I haven't laughed or I lost a son and I I haven't laughed in a year and I watched your video. And I just thought this is what comedy is for, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's. Because at no point did I think of anybody that had been lost or, you know, anybody in my family or somebody else's family that we know that lost a loved one. It doesn't go there at all. And yeah. we we made sure of that. Yeah. yeah. Every shoot day, we would say we would do a scene and go, "Was this joyful, or yeah. were we just being negative?" Even attacking characters, we were very. We wrote the line, "I yeah. hate a character in the film." Yeah. <laughs> Which you'll see. His name yeah. is Bryce, mm-hmm. and I hate him. <laughs> but even through that, we're like, there has to be a redeeming moment. That's yeah. where I just hate to hate. So great. Right. So great. Yep. Thank you sincerely for being yes. here, and Thank I you. can't wait for the audience to see it premieres tonight on Blaze TV. Um, if you don't have a subscription, this is worth the price of admission. Uh, this, if Especially if you like mockumentaries. This is really <laughs> very funny. Uh, Kelsey, Chris, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Back in just a minute, you can join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save. Patrick wrote in about his experience with uh, with Relief Factory. He said, I got such great results. My knees used to hurt so bad. Walking, uh, sometimes just getting in and out of the car was difficult and a slow process. I'm almost three months in, and I hardly ever even think about my knees now. I'm going to be 67 this month, and I can tell you Relief Factor has worked for me. Patrick, thank you so much. It has worked for me. That's the only reason why I do these commercials. I, I didn't do these commercials for years. They ran on my program, but I wouldn't voice them because I didn't think it would work. My wife was tired of listening to me whine, and she's like, why don't you at least try it? And I'm like, it's not going to work. She's like, then why would you take the advertising? I'm like, just give me the pills. And so I take them three weeks into it. My life has changed. Three-week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 1995, three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. I can't. I can't wait. Stu, have you seen the whole movie yet? Oh, my gosh. 
Like I have, it. yes. Yeah. Yes, it's great. I love it. It's, you know, and I, I, I'm trying to think because, you know, I don't want to build a movie up and then you're like, okay, it's not that good. Well, you always do that. You I know. Always I always wreck movies. every film. Uh, but, I mean, except of the budget, you know, of the, you know, expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is, I think this is a Christopher Guest style um, easy yeah, Easy and it's a documentary, Guest. so the budget was never a big part of yeah, the yeah, Christopher yeah. Guest thing, other than maybe renting out massive theaters yeah. in New York City or Correct. whatever. But yeah, you no, know, like Mighty Wind right. that that cost a lot with all the trucks and everything else they did. A, a lot of similarities too. Yeah. Like a, a Mighty Wind was the one that really kind of felt like this, right? Oh, you have yes. like a bunch of those kind of. Crazy and that's my things. favorite. It's my favorite one. one. Yeah. It's my favorite one. Uh, yeah. It's not the most popular one. It's my yeah. favorite one. Though. Yeah. But yeah, it's great, and it's it, it was a great conversation too because you you like like to get back to that place. You know, where like you could just be, you could just laugh at stuff. And, and you don't have to we'll do watch it. a movie and you're not thinking about that person hates our politics. That person right. just said this. I, I don't want to think about it. that company is this agenda? and that. Mm-hmm. This, you don't, you're not going to have any of those. And we have to get back to that. And there's just so much to mock. This is the type of thing that we constantly complain about um, with Saturday Night Live, where there's obvious things they could be making fun of yeah. and somehow avoid making fun of them because of political stuff. They, The stuff that you made fun of during COVID, they make they fun made of during COVID fun, in I very mean, effective ways. Hard. Yeah. Hard. It, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't realize until you just said that this will probably be the first time that you've seen good comedy outside of a comedian like Dave Chappelle. This is the first time you will have seen comedy in a movie that takes all of this stuff on. I mean, maybe that's why it's maybe it's shocking. You know, maybe they're not opportunity for somebody. They're not that good. Maybe it was just so easy because no one had done any comedy. (laughs) No, I don't think that's it, but it's it's an understandable question to ask. Yeah, this this is great. It premieres tonight on Blaze TV. Make sure you join us. Reopening tonight, Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn and save. The Glenn Back Program. I want you to consider giving the gift of a human life. It may sound like a tall order, may seem like hyperbole, but it is not. You have the ability to do it. When you donate to the Ministry of Preborn, you are literally saving lives. You're helping rescue the unborn from the evil of abortion. Chances are that a woman walks into a women's clinic and she's pregnant and she wants an abortion. Chances are she gets the abortion. Uh, however, if she walks into a preborn clinic, they offer an ultrasound. The ultrasound is $28. It's about 80% chance that she chooses life once she's seen the baby and heard the heartbeat. That costs 28 bucks. So 80% chance of saving a life for 28 bucks? Yeah, I think that's a good deal. Uh, donate securely now. Just hit pound 250 keyword baby, or you can go to preborn.com slash Beck, preborn.com slash Beck, or pound 250 keyword baby, sponsored by Preborn.
Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get the reopening tonight. You don't want to miss it. blazetv.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad that you are here. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, there's a few things that I just want to get up off the uh, off the table here um, that I want to make sure that we comment on this week. Uh, first of all, the uh, the Navy SEAL that killed Osama bin Laden is has the temerity come out and say. What is the Pentagon doing trying to get new recruits by hiring a, a drag queen to bring new recruits in? What? We're going for, really? You think that's going to bring soldiers in is the drag queen? Some of that. And they're saying, well, it's just people are too fat. Kids can't go. They, they're just too fat. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. There's got to be somebody else but fatties uh, that can do it. And, and you know, maybe, I don't know, uh, th- this is your plan to overcome that is, 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 is hire a drag queen to appeal to guys coming into the military. Seems to be, be a more direct line to just kind of come up with roles for fat people. This is America. Uh, you're, we're yeah. here. We're we're proud. We're fat. We're gonna make the we're gonna the tank hole a little bigger. Yeah, just Come just adjust. Fatty. I don't go. know. It, you know, drop us on on the enemy if you need to. Whatever you right. need to do to come up with a way to use us fatties, do it. Yeah, that's really the that's. I would say there's a higher percentage chance you're going to come up with enough people to f- come through with the military when you go to overweight than you do drag queens. So in the uh, in the category of huh, I'm interested to see how that works out. Uh, Ford's electric vehicle division uh, lost $722 million in the first three months mm. this year. Good. Uh, it is. Is that uh, they, good? I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not an automotive mm, expert. Is that good? No. No? No. That's not good. They sold uh, 12,000 units nationwide, and... Uh, they're expecting $3 billion in yearly losses. Uh, basically, uh, they lose $60,000 on every car you buy. So I'm interested to see how that works out for Ford. Um, Probably will. It's gonna be, I'm know, interested to see as sure well. Sure it is. Sure it is. Uh, they were going to release the, the shooter's you know, manifesto to the press. Uh, the Nashville one? The Nashville one. Wow. Yeah, well, no, they changed their mind. Oh. The last minute, there was a lawsuit that says you should release it. And so now they're not going to release it. They want to see how this lawsuit works out. Um, but it may be just too dangerous still ever to release. What? Dangerous to whom? Honestly, dangerous to the well, system? Dangerous to the narrative? Dangerous to whom? They've outlined this, Glenn. This, this manifesto could cause these evil conservative bastards to uh-huh. attack random transgendered people. That's where the danger mm-hmm. is. Well, uh, in this particular case, it was a random transgender person that attacked little children. Yeah, that's no. Yeah. No, know. You know. They weren't really transgender. Oh, they, you know, yeah. no. Yeah. You get to reverse that whenever yeah. they had committed a mass shooting. But that is really what they they're pitching. 
They're okay. pitching that the 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 danger is the reaction by people who might be mad that these children were murdered, which right. is I don't know is that a, it's a strange reaction. I can understand why they wouldn't see this as being shocking, considering their policies on life. Right. But uh, yeah, we're we will be very upset about the whole shooting thing. We're not going to go attack random transgendered people. No, uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, the Soros back district attorney in Missouri, the attorney general, is trying to get rid of her. Uh, and, um, you know, she won't prosecute uh, violent criminals at all. In fact, she has uh, hired uh, some uh, some people that are teaching how to let criminals go. Uh, and so the you know, the state's like, I don't know. I, I think maybe we should, uh, you know, um, prosecute criminals. She doesn't like that. Um She's taken a lot of money from the Soros people, and uh, and she had a, a problem with her job, but she said she was exploring criminal justice because criminal justice and healthcare justice go hand in hand. So what is she doing? Instead of prosecuting uh, violent criminals, uh, she's been taking classes to become a nurse. Hmm. And, um, hmm. you know, according to the job description, you have to devote full time and energy to the discharge of your official duties. And she said, well, that is because, you know, so much of crime has to do with uh, health inequity. And uh, hmm. I can't figure that one out, but I'm sure I'm not as smart as she is. Uh, but she's enrolled in in uh, classes, and I don't know if she, the one who lets violent criminals out, you know, go ahead, murder some more. I'm not sure I want her as my nurse, mm. you know. Mm. She might be like, eh, you've probably lived a good life. <laughs> mm, we should redistribute some of these drugs. I'll tell you one thing, Glenn. I will be very interested to see how this plays out. I'm going to be interested, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Missouri, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, lawmakers lawmakers dumped their shares in uh, First Republic Bank before the company uh, collapsed. It's interesting. The people who knew about it in Washington uh, saw the trouble coming. They they ran and sold all their shares. Uh, so they good news is you may have lost money, but they didn't. Um, yesterday... The uh, the Biden administration has offered a grant, a five hundred thousand dollar grant, to help teach the English language in Pakistan. Uh, well, in part, in part, uh, they are actually doing an extensive professional development course for Pakistani transgender youth. So, more money than you will ever pay to the IRS. $500,000 was just shipped to Pakistan to help their transgender youth. And I think that is, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even need to be consulted on some of these things. They're such a no-brainer, which is why he's president, because there is no brain in there. Um, and the New York Times is pointing out the five Republicans that could uh, could break the bank, literally, and uh, defect on the debt limit. 
And they point out uh, five people that are blue state Republicans. Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania is number one. Um, He voted last year to ban assault rifles. Uh, And uh, he also said, you know, I I, I didn't vote for this because I thought it was going to be done. There's no chance of this getting done. So he's really ripe for the picking if it looks like it is going to get done. Uh, Jen Keegan's of Virginia, David Schweikart of Arizona is a long shot. Um, but uh, Don Bacon of Nebraska and Brian Fitzpatrick, you should call their office right now and thank them, sincerely thank them for voting for that and say, I, we're just going to remember that. And uh, and don't go anywhere. We're 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 so glad to be able to see you out and open just doing all this stuff. And we're happy that you did that. And we'll continue to support you um, now. There is a story in The Washington Examiner. It's not popular to say, but Congress is the boss of the government. And I think that's what we are really struggling with now. There is a um, there is this belief in America, and I can track it down to the individual that actually started it in America. We we became a country and a world really um, that developed this new philosophy once science really started to do miraculous stuff, and that miraculous stuff was. In the 1800s, late 1800s, early 19, and surgery becomes a big deal, and we realize we can we can do all kinds of stuff with bodies, and eugenics comes from Darwin, all of this stuff, and so we start to believe in medicine because we didn't have medicine. We start to believe in science that better living through pharmaceuticals, better living through science. It's progress tried tied directly to progress and there becomes this expert class well that's the problem with us now we no longer have confidence in ourselves we listen to the expert and the experts will say this to you the college professors will say this to you the uh, media will say this to you are you an expert well then how do you know well, because I'm a thinking human being, that's why. I mean, common sense tells me a lot of things. Uh, I can, I can get on to Google and type in things, and I can find the original sources. I've done my homework on that. You know, I may not have gone and and spent way too much money that you're probably still paying off uh, for somebody just to hand you a piece of paper that says you're smart. Uh, I didn't think I needed that. I personally think that makes me more of an expert on money than you. But uh, we have to start believing in ourselves again. Believe. Stop with the trust the experts. Follow the science. I mean, you can do that in your own life. But they try to cut you out of all of that. There is a Supreme Court ruling that we are expecting. They're hearing this case. And it is on federal regulation. Does Congress have have to make the law 
or can these administrative regulatory bodies, can they just make the law? Right now, it's just assumed that the regulatory bodies can do whatever they want, but we're having problems with that. You can't, you can't just forgive debt. You can't issue a, uh, a mandate that everybody is vaccine. You can't do that. These things have to be acts of Congress. So there is a, a bunch of fishermen actually brought this uh, case, and it is about the Chevron Doctrine, but it won't decide the Chevron Doctrine. The Chevron Doctrine is if Congress didn't say it, I don't know, yeah, I think they can do that. Well, the fishermen were, there was this law passed by uh, Congress the fish and wildlife got some extra power. And then over time, they said, you know, if we really want to monitor this, we really have to put somebody on every boat, you know, as a as a minder, as a babysitter. And then they started charging the fishermen for that person. They're like, this isn't our regulation. We don't want it. Why are we paying for it? That's what's being debated in uh, court. If they come and say, yeah, the agency had no right to say, we're going to charge you for this, they don't have a right. That's not what Congress, they didn't give them that authority. That begins to change at this expert level, and that is a very, very good thing. All right, back in just a minute, let me tell you about uh, Goldline. If you uh, just tuned in today and you haven't heard Uh, Hour number two, where I talked about the banking crisis, I think it's really important that you go back to the uh, podcast and listen to the monologue at the top of hour two, um, because some things are are happening um, that are a little dicey. Um, The Dow is dropping because of the banking fears. We are not out of the woods yet, Uh, and we may not get out of the woods for quite some time. Protect what you have. Call Goldline today. I mean, I've, I hedge my bet, and I kind of try to spread things out as thinly as possible, just very, very wide, so you're not, you can't lose in everything, hopefully. Um, and I had money in Bitcoin. I don't know if I trust Bitcoin anymore. Be, uh, not because it's Bitcoin, but because of the United States government. I mean, they're just hostile. Uh, gold and silver. Gold and silver, right now, Goldline has a special offering 6% in free metal shipped directly to you with qualifying retirement account acquisitions. This is a way for you to take some of the money that you have saved for your retirement in an IRA, really pretty much any of them, uh, and put some of that into precious metals. And you'll get 6% in free metals when you uh, uh, acquire that account at Goldline. They're waiting for your call. You don't have to do anything. Just get the information and see if it's right for you and your family. Please protect what you have. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program.
Well, I have to tell you, the Washington Post always has their finger on the pulse of people. They know right what people are looking for. Um, the headline is, what do you do if, and I think, you know, if there's a banking collapse, right. if yeah. there's, you know, a war with Russia. So, no, they, they get right down to it. What do you do if you get attacked by bees? <laughs> now, hmm. well, what do you do if you get attacked? Now I want to Well, know. you don't jump in water, I'll tell you that. Well, why not? They, bees can't swim. No, bees can. Uh, no, they can't. But they can sense you underwater and they wait. And they, then when you open up, they, you know, you go <gasps> to get a breath. Yeah. And they all fly down your throat. Oh, my. Fly down your throat. I only know what it because I read there? the Washington Post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they're inside your they body, sting you. they sting you from the inside. And they can sting you to death. Yeah. Yeah. Good bad. God. What? Yeah. So run in a straight line. Okay. Because bees can fly only 20 miles an hour. So you can outrun them. Who are they? Unless you're a fat, out-of-shape American like 99% of us. What does Washington Post think of their readership? They're all Tyreek Hill? They're all fast, wide receivers? Yeah, I don't don't know. They say also, now this is going to come as a surprise. Go someplace where the bees aren't. Like go into like a shed or something okay. where right. the so, bees are. I don't know. Maybe I understand. Okay. So you're outside. Yeah. You're being stung by hundreds of bees. Yeah. And you run. What you want to do. Faster than 20 miles an hour. Right. To a, an enclosed area and get inside without any of the bees getting inside. Right. Oh, Which okay. is That's so easy, easy to do. Easy. And bees, those sheds out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. They're they're always sealed. Airtight. <laughs> Airtight. Air. And I don't know if you know this. Bees are small. So if you can get into an area, a bee can also get mm-hmm. into that area. Mm-hmm. That's uh, uh, unless boys, it's water, which they, they told you not to go into. And they say boys and men are more likely to die from the bee stings back mm. than girls. It's because Sexist. we hit them with sticks. <laughs> yeah.